Ladies and gents, this is the moment you're waiting for. Be searching on Google on how to study for life science. Oh, <laughs> I'm just messing. But stay tuned. What's up, everybody? And good afternoon to you because I'm actually. Recording this in the afternoon, um, lab in the morning, podcast in the afternoon. <laughs> anyway, um, just so you know, um, there is no guest in this episode because I will be I will be doing all of the talking and sharing about how I studied for my life science modules throughout my life science journey in NUS. Um, this is my personal take on ways to study, and hopefully, it will provide some insight on how to study in this university journey. Even if you are not in the life science course, I know some of you might be wondering about my grades and how credible my advices are,、um, which are which is perfectly reasonable. So I will just say that I'm doing comfortably okay,、um, but at the same time, please take my advices with a pinch of salt, and don't fully trust everything I say because every one everyone's study me- studying methods are different. So let's begin. With some general advices throughout uni- university, and then I will give examples I encountered when I was studying for my life science modules. So to give an overview of what I am going to share, I would be sharing four important tips.、Um, these tips are mostly applied to life sciences, but some of them can be applied in other courses as well. So please take notes whenever you want. <laughs> I'm just kidding,、uh, but. Just see which of the tips are applicable to you, and hope that they can help you in your NUS journey. So the first tip would be, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, this can be applied in any of the courses. So let me ask you a simple question before I start. Um, imagine your friend asked you a question, for example, like how to solve a math question. You would. Try to ensure that your friend knows what you are explaining to him or her as much as possible, right?、Um, everything you said, lah. For example, like hundred percent of it. So this is the mindset of most of the teachers. They would want you to ask questions to clarify whatever doubts that you have, so that you could understand whatever they have taught as close to hundred percent as possible. And this is what I've seen in most NUS professors, where they kept stressing to ask questions, to ask any questions before or after the class, or sometimes even in between the classes. But you know, some students are always shy about asking questions,、um, be it on Zoom or in real life classes. And I would rather be known for asking questions and have a clearer understanding after class than not being known. But having to spend more time trying to figure out what the professors actually meant by yourself, this will take a lot of time, which the professors thought you already knew. So this means extra workload for you that the professors does not know about. So imagine you have questions for each class, and you are trying to cope with your tutorial and readings, and you will still need to spend more time understanding what the professor has to say. You will be so tired running this marathon, and you might even just give up and let uni step over you. So some of these 
could be prevented by asking questions you have, which the professors are really encouraging you to do so. It's a win-win situation, right? So the next general tip that I could give is that always try to ask yourself how you can help yourself study. So I would be giving some examples from life science and I hope that some of you who are not in life science can also extract some advices from these examples. So based on my experience in life science, I would say that there are three kinds of modules or classes in life science. So the first type of modules is the lab-based module and I don't have the right to comment or give advices on how to do well for it because I didn't score an A or A plus for it. So um, moving on to the second type of module would be knowledge-based modules where intensive memorization is required. So for example, um, LSM2211. So LSM means life science module. So LSM2211, uh, metabolism and regulation or LSM3211, pharmacology. These kind of modules are the kind of modules that require you to memorize the drug names, the enzymes, the receptors, so on and so forth. So here comes the tip. Always try to ask yourself how you can help yourself study this module. So I was asking myself, what can I do to help myself study or memorize better since it is a memory intensive module? Everyone has a different method to memorize stuff and I believe that there are many other methods out there. Um, I'm not an expert in any of these methods, but here are three methods that, I, that helped me to do well in a memory intensive module. Firstly, the easiest way is to come up with flashcards. Um, this is time consuming, but I guess making the flashcard is a form of revision as well. So generally, I've been using Quizlet and it has been good, I guess. Um, this is not a sponsored post, <laughs> um, it, but if Quizlet wants to sponsor me, uh, please let me know at my Instagram handle, which I will put at the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, however, I usually do not like this method because I tend to know the answer even before reading the whole question. As I remembered, the structure of the question instead of the question itself. So for example, I... I looked at a question and I know that, oh, this question has maybe 1.5 rows and the and I memorized the first few words as well. Then immediately I know the answer before reading the question. So this is not, a, this is not good because I'm not testing my memory of the content, but rather I'm memorizing or testing my memory of the structure of the question. So here comes the second method, which is to look for questions online. Most people in university who is taking life science or who are taking life sciences or even medicine would be required to take metabolism and regulation. So there will be plenty of questions. I mean, plenty of questions available on internet. Just Google and find them. Doing these questions will help you to reinforce what you know and memorize. And at the same time, learn more things that is related to what you have in lecture. Um, this will give you a better picture of what you are learning. So for some other courses, I believe that the professors actually release past year papers for the students to practice. I guess um, that would be a substitute for these online resources as well. 
Um, I really recommend this and of course uh, all the other ways I will be mentioning next. The third way that to help you score well in a memory intensive module is to come up with a mind map when there are too many things to memorize. Your brain will be too saturated to try to link up things without writing it out. It's the same feeling as doing shortcuts in your brain, just um, maybe 50 times more saturated. So the best way to do it is to draw out what you know and try to link and try to link them. This is what I did for my LSM2211 metabolism and regulation module. I created a mind map for all the pathways that I learned, which is a lot, and then pasted it on my wall so that when I revise or try to recap what I forget what I forgot, I can just look up, like physically look up, not googling, looking up. Um, it really helped me to piece the whole puzzle together and look at it from a bigger picture. I have passed the mind map to one of my friends and I do not where I do not know where it went, uh, most probably in the bin, but if you need a soft copy of it, you can drop me a message and I can send it to you. Um, just take note that the resolution of the soft copy is not very good, but it can serve as a guide on how to make your own mind map. So another type of modules you might encounter is the application-based module. So one such module would be LSM 4243, that would be tumor biology, or LSM 4227, stem cell biology. I think there are more application-based modules in year three or year four, and usually these do not require or require less memorization of the proteins or molecules. So this is because there are so many proteins or molecules and the professor will usually not test you on the proteins or molecules itself unless the general ones that they teach. For example, in a cancer module, um, P53. But however, you do not have to know um, all of the small details of P53. Okay, P53 is a protein, important protein in cancer and it is generally known for its function. However, you do not need to know the small details of P53, like all the proteins it activates or inactivates, as these findings can always be updated as there are proteins that P53 activates or inactivates that uh, which are not known yet. Okay, so this is a little bit life science but I'm just saying that the information from these kind of lectures are new and might not be true due to the nature of research. That there will be other research that might contradict it. So take it with a pinch of salt. So you must know what is important and what is not important. As a general rule, I believe that those knowledge that are changing or uncertain should be taken with a pinch of salt and understand them rather than memorizing them. So the same advice comes in play. Ask yourself what you can do to help yourself do well in these kind of modules. So I asked myself that question and I believe that purely reading the notes or slides given by professors um, is not sufficient. This is because, as mentioned previously, these modules are based on ongoing research and cu the current findings in the field. So these are new information. Personally, when there are new information coming in, I always tend to piece them with whatever I know. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to me because whatever I know contradicts the new information given. Therefore, I will feel a bit frustrated and have a hard time understanding what is going on. It's like, Someone saying that person A is smart. You will just sweep it away and be like, hmm, maybe he is smart, maybe not. And then you see him getting 100 marks in math with your own eyes. Then you'll be like, hmm, okay, maybe he is actually smart in math, okay, in math. 
Then you see him getting 100% in math again. Now you know that he is smart in math. But you were adopting him when you first got the new information, right? Hopefully you understand that this analogy and that you have to keep reading and seeing things for yourself in order to believe what others are saying. I mean, there is a saying that goes, um, seeing is believing, right? So what I recommend is that you can Google and search the research paper up. For example, when the professor is going through a particular research finding to try explain the p53 function, they will always cite the paper on they will always cite the paper on the slide itself. What you can do is to go and read the paper cited yourself and have a clearer understanding in regards to what he explained. Besides those that are cited on the slides, right? You can over, also even Google review papers on the p53 function and read them on your own to reinforce what you already know. This will help you understand the P53 field and even get extra knowledge regarding the field. Also, the review research paper will share the same information in a different phrasing which might help you to understand the information better, right? So by the time you read all of the papers cited in the slides and the research paper as well, a review paper as well, you will have almost revised the whole lecture convince yourself the new information is true in the field and not that and that you're not interpreting it wrongly and also have a greater understanding of what the field is but here's the catch you don't have to fully delve into the research paper or review paper and try to understand everything that they are talking about you just have to be smart and extract what you need and what you think is relevant from the research paper for example you don't have to know what cell lines or what kind of cells they use or how did they do the experiments. It's okay. You don't have to know that. You just need to understand the general general findings of it. Alright, just to recap, um, the first tip is don't be afraid to ask questions. And the second tip is always try to ask yourself how to help yourself do better in the particular kind of module. And I gave a few examples or a few methods to do so. So here comes the third tip. The third tip I would give is try to teach someone else or you can even teach yourself. So what, that, what do I mean, right? Is try recording your screen on your computer or iPad with a pencil and pretend that you are giving someone a lesson. I know it's easy to skip the slides because you think that you already know what you are going to say, but don't do that. Um, just pretend someone is really listening and you are really giving the lecture. So once you do this, it means that you know your stuff and it's okay to stop sometimes to look at the slides again to see what the slide is talking about when you are teaching yourself or someone else. But ultimately, by doing so, you will have a greater understanding, understanding why the professors have placed the slides in that order. So try to understand from the perspective of the professor, what does he or she want to tell us from the slide or the slides. Okay, so here comes the fourth tip and the last tip. Whenever you see a familiar term, always try to recall where you have seen the term before and look at that context where they are placed in. For example, if I were to say bacteria A will move towards the area with brighter lights. So ask yourself, hmm, what have I studied about light previously? Maybe photosynthesis? So linking to bacteria A, you should attempt to think why does this bacteria move towards the light 
Is it for food? Because the bacteria uses light to make food via photosynthesis. So I assume that most of you know what photosynthesis is. Like. Or maybe the bacteria thinks that where there is light, where there is light, um, there will be cyanobacteria. And this bacteria A consumes cyanobacteria. So what is cyanobacteria? Cyanobacteria is a kind of bacteria that uses light to make food, just like how plants do. Like. And if the professor did not include that information in a slide, you can immediately ask the professor about it, right? And straight away, you get your answer. So this is what I meant by recalling things that you have learned and link the things that you have memorized or learned previously. This is extremely important and don't just plainly memorize the things you see. Always try to link it back. Okay, so there you go. These are the four tips that I employed or four techniques that I employed during my three-year journey in NUS Life Sciences. To be honest, um, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to start a podcast because I feel that the information is not readily available for people with regards to these topics that I discussed and will be discussing in the future. And I hope that the listeners will be more knowledgeable and make a more informed decision and not, as, not be as clueless as I was when I first entered university. So this is the end of this solo episode. And if you have any questions, please feel free to drop me a message at my Instagram handle, um, Tangerine. That would be T-A-N-G-E-E-R-I-N-E-E. -E -E. But anyway, um, I'll see you all in the next episode. Ta-ta!